Well, good morning. Continuing the uh, message series today, like Ben mentioned, called uh, Family Circles. And we're looking at how do we relate to the different people in our circles. And we, we launched the series last week uh, just talking about how we all have different roles that we play as relate to people, whether we're sons or daughters or mothers or fathers, grandparents, uh, even friends, uh, co-workers, uh, all these people that we relate to, we have these circles where our relationships take place, whether they're in our neighborhood, at home, at work. And it's very important to learn uh, how does life work within these circles? How does the dynamic of the people that we relate to impact our life? What's our responsibility uh, on how we treat people? And oftentimes relationships are something that, that have to be worked at. Uh, if you've related to people, you know that this is true. It's not something that just happens because you're in the same place. It's something that, that takes a lot of effort, takes a lot of work. Uh, if you're like me, that sometimes can be maybe like you have a romantic picture of how relationships work. Like you come together and it's just always going to work out exactly like you thought. And then like 30 seconds into relating, you realize like, wow, that was nothing like I expected. Have you ever been on a family vacation you can experience that. You have these grand visions of what it's going to be, what you're going to do, how you're going to relate. Everyone's going to get along. And then you get in the car to go where you're going and it starts falling apart. In fact, it can look kind of like this. This is from the movie, The Crudes. Just think our whole family packed together on a long, slow trip across country. We'll tell stories. We'll laugh. <laughs> we'll become closer as a family. <laughs> You want me to turn this family around? Do you? Because I will turn this family around so fast. Dad, I gotta go. Come on, you can hold it. I don't think so. I'm not dying on an empty stomach. We're all pretty tired. We'll eat when we get there. It's taking too long. I'm grabbing a snack. I don't do that. That's not food. He's a pet. My pet. What's a pet? An animal you don't eat. <laughs> we call those children. Is this fun? Or do you get our first trip together? Hopeful, isn't it? Now, that could be kind of an exaggeration, but that, that tends to happen. Everyone's kind of doing their own thing and have a different idea of what they need and what they expect. And as you begin to relate, these things can tend to blow up on us. They can start, start fires. And what we're going to be looking at today is how it's so crucial in our own circles to realize the responsibilities that we have been given. Uh, each of us, no matter role, the role that you play, you've been given certain things that you need to do in a relationship. It's the role that you play. It's the responsibility that you've been given. Uh, these are really called uh, stewardships. We each have a stewardship uh, in our life, and they vary depending on the role that we play. But I wanted to define what a stewardship is. According to the dictionary, a stewardship is the conducting, the supervising or managing of something, especially the careful and responsible management of something entrusted to one's care. See, a lot of times in our life, as we relate, we try to figure out what the magic component is to make our relationships work in the family, at work, whatever it is, we kind of think, what's that secret ingredient? And it's not really based on the visions you have for other people. It's really based on the fact of what's the purpose for the circle that you're in. What's the purpose of the family relationship? What's your purpose in the role that you play? And our stewardships in life, the things that we've been given under our care, each of us, really come from the purpose that God has given us. 
It's really our purpose that defines the role that we play. It defines how we uh, relate, how we treat each other, and that really impacts our life. And it's helpful to kind of look, well, what, what's the purpose of the family? Well, if you look at the purpose of the family, it begins with a, with a marriage between a man and a woman. And this marriage really was designed by God to, to take management of the land that he's been given and also to live in a way that pleases God, that shows the people around the relationship that God actually makes a difference in life. And then these couples, they're supposed to have kids and raise the kids and train them in the way that they see how life works. They see how God factors in to everyday life. And what you find is, is a lot of times while there, there's roles that we have and there's purpose that we've been given, because of our own expectations, because of the things that we want from others around us, because sometimes we forget the purpose that we have, our relationships begin to just rub on each other. There's so much friction. There's exhaustion. And you come home and you relate to your family or you go to your work in these different circles and they just kind of wear you out. I know this is how I can feel sometimes if I don't kind of go back to what's the purpose of it all. I feel just this this exhaustion or sometimes this this hopelessness. And what I want to talk about today is really it's not what we expect from people that helps our relationship. It's actually knowing our purpose in the relationship because expectations are really a disaster in all relationships. When we expect things from people, we, we expect them to come through for us in a certain way, it tends to just unravel the relationships that we have. And that could come from a romantic view of family life where we have unrealistic expectations for our spouse, for our kids. A lot of times this, this romanticism comes from we just, we maximize in our heads the benefit from our family, what they can do for us. And we set them up like, okay, if I get into this relationship with this person, this is what they will be able to provide for me. Whether that's meaning, whether that's purpose, whether that's security. And we talked a little bit about that last week. But what you find is when you set somebody else up to meet a need that they can't meet, it just dissolves good relating. And it leaves us just exhausted, tired, wanting something more. And what tends to happen over time is we tend to, we tend to blur the lines of what our stewardship is and what other people's stewardship is. We tend to think that this person is here to meet my needs. What you find is that that's really not how life works. That's actually not, when you take a step back, that's not how God has designed the family relationships to work. He wants this to be in our circles, a place where we are actually serving each other, appreciating each other, and where these relationships are actually sweet. It's a place where growth can happen and occur for when we blur the boundary lines growth is hindered it's very hard to grow and so what we're going to talk about is how do we take a step back from the expectations that we place on the people that we love the people that we relate to and actually how do we play the role that god has given us you have a certain role that god's given you to play in your relationship whether that's as a spouse a friend a roommate a co-worker God's given you a specific role to play. And so we're going to talk about how do we maximize the stewardships we've been given so that we can actually bless the people around us and honor God. And so I want to actually dig into a scripture in the New Testament written by a man named Paul. And we talk about Paul a lot sometimes on Sunday because he wrote two thirds of the New Testament of the Bible. He was a church starter. And as he was telling people about the difference that Jesus made 
in life. He realized that people didn't have experience with what it means to follow Jesus. They didn't really understand of how following Jesus actually made a difference in the way that they related to those close to them. And so his instruction and his guidance, you can gain so much experience from as you, you learn from it, you see that he actually allowed us to connect some of the dots that were missing. And so what I want to do is kind of talk through his picture of how we can move from expecting others to come through for us to actually play the role that God's given us. So I want to read through a passage in Galatians six of the New Testament, verses two through five. And you'll see it on the screen. It says this bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one test his own work and then his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not in his neighbor for each will have to bear his own load. So what he's doing is Paul is saying, here is a way for you to actually experience good life that God wants you to as you relate to your immediate family, your extended family, the people close to you. Here are the things and I want to walk through those. And it's really a description of what genuine love is. And the first description of genuine love is genuine love should move us to bear each other's burdens when it's helpful. That's what genuine love should do. It should move us to bear each other's burdens when it's helpful. Now, when it's helpful is a very important phrase that I want you to underline there on your outline. If you've got a pen, underline that when it's helpful. And I just read that. It says, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. So part of the way that you can experience a meaningful relationship with the people close to you is you actually look out for those people in your life. You look out at the things that they're experiencing, whether it's emotionally or whether it's stress, the things that are weighing on them. And you think as a friend, as a family member, as a spouse, as a child, as a father, as a mother, whatever the role is, you think, how can I help them in what they're experiencing? How can I bear some of the pressure that they're experiencing? It doesn't mean you take them off of it. Again, it's when it's helpful. But how do we do that? And what Paul ties that to is a couple things. He ties it to the law of Christ. And part of that law of Christ is found in John. And the verse says this. You could scroll up a little bit. It says, uh, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. This is really Jesus speaking. And he's saying this is the law that we are supposed to live by. We are supposed to love each other. And so Paul is going back to when you bear each other's burdens, you're actually doing this with the people that you relate to in your life. You are loving them. In a way that Jesus has loved us. And so you think through the people that you relate to, what, what are they going through that you can help them with? Whether it's just listening, whether it's helping them by serving them, they have something that's going on. You can take off some of that load. If you've ever been moving something and you've ever picked up a box and maybe the box looks small, but you didn't know it was full of like books from, you know, college that were this big and you pick it up and you're like, Oh, uh Oh, I'm, I'm in trouble. And then someone comes alongside and they, they grab the other hand of the box the other part of the box and, and you, oh, wow, I can, I can take this now. But sometimes when we have burdens in our life, the things that are concerning us, the things that are stressing us, it's like picking up a box by ourselves and we're just trying to move and we can't. What Paul is saying here is, is 
we have been put together, linked together in our family circles to bear some of that weight. And we have an opportunity to do that. And so what I want you to do just practically right now is think about the people in your family circles, whether you're married, whether you have kids, uh, even at work, your roommates, your friendships. I want you to think through, is there anyone right now in your life that is bearing a heavy weight that if it's appropriate, you could help them? Think about that. Is there anyone in your life that's bearing something that just seems so heavy and they're kind of crumbling under the pressure? Is there someone in your life that that you actually could help? I want you to think through that kind of mark that in your head. Is there just something that you could do? Whether it's just telling them that you're you're praying for them or asking them if they'd like to get together and have coffee just to talk or helping them by coming over and doing something that would just relieve some of the pressure. Think through. Is there is there anyone in your life that. That is true of somebody that they just they need some help. So that's the first thing we bear each other's burdens because that's the law of Christ. That's what Jesus did. And it also stems. And this is what Paul said is stems back to who we are. We are not better than anyone. We're not at a place where we should look down on people because of what they're going through. God has put us in a role where we can actually help. We shouldn't think that we are more than what we are. So that's the first thing, genuine love in the circles that we relate in. We need to bear each other's burdens. The second thing is, is just as important. And in fact, this helps to make sure that the first part of bearing each other's burdens doesn't go out of bounds. And that's genuine love respects proper boundaries. And this in Galatians 6, 4 says this, but let each one test his own work. And then his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not in his neighbor. So what's happening is Paul setting up this, this picture. Part of how you love the people around you is to bear their burdens. And then he goes further. He doesn't stop there. And he says, but you need to test your own work. What that means is as you're looking how to help people, you need to make sure that you're taking care of the things that God has given you to take care of. So you're not supposed to be focused on what is going on with other people in your life, all the things that concern you to the point that that's actually causing you to distract and focus from the things that God has given you. It goes back to the stewardships. So as you help people, it should never be at the detriment of the things that God has given you to take care of. So at your job, there may be some people that you care about. They're going through some things. They're really under it. There shouldn't be a point with a coworker as they're under pressure that as you helping them, you're actually not taking care of the work that you've been given to do. That's what Paul's trying to say. Or in family life, if you're a parent and you see your, your, your child is just under their pressure and you're not sure when to step in and when not to step in, you, you have to look and say, well, if I step in, is that going to cross a boundary that exists? Is this pressure that they're experiencing there for them to grow, for them to experience that God comes through? And so we want to be careful in all of our different relationships. While we do want to love and bear each other's burdens, we don't want to short circuit the responsibility that each of us has. And so what happens is, is when we tend to cross the boundaries that exist when other people are experiencing problems, we run into two common patterns. And these are common patterns that blur the boundaries. When I talk about boundaries, it's I have a role in the relationship. You have a role in a relationship. When I play your role, I'm crossing the boundary. When you play my role, you're crossing the boundary. And this happens all the times 
in our family circles. Parents take care of things that the kids should. Kids want to be parents. If you've ever had a kid and they tell you what to do, you're thinking, well, huh? Who are you? But it happens all the time. We get kind of all twisted up. We forget our role. And these are two things, dependence and rescuing. Genuine love actually kind of gets dorked up and it doesn't become genuine anymore when we go into these two things, dependence. Dependence is you are depending on the people around you to come through for you. You need them to make something happen so you can survive, whether that's financially, whether that's emotionally, whether that's physically, whether that's spiritually. There's a point in which you can't move forward unless that person does for you what you need them to do. And there you see the expectations shoot up. If you're dependent on somebody, they're your ticket for success or they're your ticket to feel good. And dependence is just so detrimental in our family circles. Because God, again, has each given us a stewardship and responsibilities to take care of. The most dependent thing that you will ever see is a newborn child. I remember when we had our first child, we were in the hospital and, you know, the wife always has it the worst. Okay. But there was a part of me where I was that, that first night I went to bed in the hospital room and I didn't know where I was and I was exhausted. And, you know, I worked hard with my encouragement for my wife and all of a sudden there's this noise in the room and it sounded like a baby screaming. I'm thinking that's the weirdest thing. Like what? What is that? And so without thinking, I said out loud to my wife who just given birth to this thing. And I said, what is that? And my wife responded, that's your daughter. And from the time I went to bed to hearing that noise, I had forgotten that that had happened. Okay. That's the difference between a man and a woman. A woman will not forget. I did. I said, what is that? Like, Stop that. It's like an alarm going off in the middle of the night. That's your daughter. Well, who's going to get her? That's what I thought. I didn't say that. It was like, oh, I think I need to get up now. And as I'm holding my newborn daughter, I realize that she is completely dependent on us. She can't do anything except let us know that we need to go get her. And she did that well, repeatedly, over many nights. But that's the picture of dependence. Now, what happens in family life especially, that's very detrimental, is when the relationships still treat the kids like they're that dependent baby that can't do anything for themselves. The point of a parent is to work yourself out of a job, right? You want to launch your kid in a way that they are going to be successful in life. You want them to move from being a baby in diapers to an adult. That's the point of parenting. So we can't approach the people close to us in this dependent way. Like we expect them to treat us like a baby because we can't take care of the things that we have. And then what feeds that is rescuing. And, you know, usually we, we kind of are, fall into these two different camps. You could be more of a dependent person or you could be a rescuer. You know, you're a rescuer where you hear Something that's going on and you think, well, I'm going to take care of that. I'm going to solve that problem. And it could actually come out of a goodwill. 
It could come out of love. But you have to be very careful to rescue the dependent person. Because then they're now looking to you to keep coming through for them again and again. You could just see in the family circle how the person who rescues over time gets frustrated because I can't keep doing this. And the person dependent is not really enjoying this relationship because they expect you to do it. You can see how love breaks down. But these are common things that happen. Tonight we're going to have a parenting seminar. And part of it's looking at how do you do this? How do you be a successful parent? And we actually asked Nathan Lewis, who's going to be sharing tonight at the parenting seminar, to kind of talk about the damage of having these relationships where there's dependence and rescuing. So I wanted to watch uh, for you to watch this and then we'll continue. Well, in general, it keeps them from learning some really valuable lessons about life. For example, how to overcome difficulties or taking responsibility personally for their lives or realizing that they really are more capable than what they think they are. And they may develop a wrong view of reality if parents keep doing things for them, particularly the expectation that people are going to keep doing things for them or that they really aren't capable of doing things for themselves. Over time, it can actually arrest their psychological, emotional, and spiritual development. And it can contribute to them remaining immature and dependent. Eventually, they may develop some resentment toward their parents being over-involved in their lives and may go to one or two extremes, either rebel or just kind of give up thinking that they really can't do for themselves. In the long run, though, the irony is that it's actually more stressful on the parents because they have to continually monitor every single thing that their child does just to make sure that their child is okay. Well, if it's a child... Realize that their struggles are important opportunities for them to grow in character, in faith, and in wisdom. And if we jump in too soon and make everything okay, we may be robbing them of the chance to learn valuable lessons about themselves, about others, about relationships, and about life. Parents are often concerned about their kids' feelings, and they should be, but their their child learning to respond right is really more important than how their kid is feeling to help children get the most out of difficulty that they're going through parents can ask their kids good questions that help them think about how to solve problems on their own kids are actually quite capable of coming up with solutions if just given the chance and then you have to be willing to let your kids fail that's hard for parents to do that but if kids don't fail and they can't learn And if they don't learn, they don't grow. If it's a spouse that is experiencing some difficulty, be careful not to offer unsolicited, unwanted advice. Generally, people aren't interested in answers to questions that they aren't asking. Ask them what they're thinking or feeling. (laughs) That's like the not the most flattering face right there. Um, what, What Nathan is talking about is... The importance of, if you could put the lights back up, thank you. Uh, what Nathan's talking about is the, the importance of knowing when to help and when not to help. 
And that that's true in all the different circles that we relate in. If you're like me, that doesn't that seem like, well, how do I know? And it's not this. There's not this like picture where you're always going to know in the moment what to do and what not to do. That's what it means when people describe it as walking with God. It's trusting in him and looking to him and trying to figure out in the moment, how do you bless those around you? Sometimes that blessing is you step in to help. And sometimes you bless them by not. And as you walk with God and you trust in him and you learn how he works, you begin to learn how that kind of all fits together. And so I wanted to share a helpful picture that kind of talks a little bit more about what to do with the things that concern us. Also related to the things that we've been given responsibility for, and it's, it's a chart that I'm going to show up here that you could see. The, the outer circle there is, is all the things that concern us. These are things that we do not have control over, but they concern us. We care about what happens. These could be to with our spouse, with our kids, with our parents. Uh, there's just things going on in their life that concern us, but we don't have any control of. The middle circle is the things that we can do something about that white circle there. These are the things that we actually do have control over. These are your responsibilities. These are your stewardships. This is actually called the circle of influence. Within the white circle, you can influence the outcome. But what tends to happen, if we're not careful, is we can tend to focus on all the things that concern us. As we do that, that circle gets bigger, the blue gets bigger, and the white gets smaller. So we tend to focus on so much that we can't control, that we can't really see what's going to happen. And then our circle of influence, our effectiveness is actually diminished. On the other hand, if we focus on the white circle, things that we can do something about, these are the things that God's given you to take care of. That's playing your role in the different circles that you have. When you do that, that circle gets bigger. You're more effective. You actually bless people because you're carrying the responsibility that God's given you to do. And this is this is a hard process. I know I struggle with that, especially as I relate to my kids, because I love my kids. I don't want to see them deal with problems and, and kind of try to work through that. I want to I want to rescue sometimes, even with my my wife, Samantha. She's battling things. I'm thinking as a man, how do I fix it? How do I solve it? But what I'm tending to do is I'm, I'm focusing on the things I have no control over. And my influence in the situation is actually lessening because I, I can't do anything about it. And so this is where God makes such a difference in each circle of our life. Because what we need to do is we need to focus and work at the things that we do have control over. We need to focus on our stewardships, our white circle. And then we need to pray about the things that concern us. We look to God who knows what they're facing. We look to God who can help them. And as we do that, we actually become so much more effective. The expectations that we have in the relationship are diminished because we realize that God, God's in control. He can be trusted. And so I, another thing, the first thing is, is there anyone around you that, that you could help? That's just carrying something that you, you could take off of them. The second is kind of in a way the opposite to that. Are there things that you are consumed thinking about that aren't in your circle of influence. Is there anything that you're concerned about that you realize is somebody else's stewardship? 
I want you to think about that. Are you spending your energy, your time, just emotionally, physically, whatever it is, are you spending time concerned about things that you have no control over? And if you would go even further, how does that impact the relationship with that person? How does that impact the relationship to other people? Because oftentimes what happens as we're focused on the things that concern us, but we have no control over, we're actually spending less time on the things that we do. And that impacts people as well. The last thing as we wrap up is the final description that Paul makes of what genuine love is. And that is there's an expectation that all of us should carry our own weight. We should each bear our load. It's a weight. We should each take care of the responsibilities and the stewardships that we've been given. Galatians 6, 5 says that for each will have to bear his own load. Certainly, we all want to help people around us. And oftentimes there is a time to do that, to show love by serving, to show love by giving time, to show love by giving concern. But that always needs to be in the context of we all need to be carrying our own weight, taking care of what we've been given. And it makes sense because your circle of influence is yours unique to you. God's given you responsibilities and certain roles to play that I have not been given. And God's given me certain roles and responsibilities that you've not been given. And when you focus on your responsibilities and I focus on my responsibilities, the relationships are blessed because we're each doing our part. Think about a difference that that makes in in the family life when each person is taking care of the things that they have. There's really just so much blessing going on. Because you don't feel like you have to control that person to do what you expect them to do. And vice versa. Think about that at work. If each one at work was taking care of their role, how much more effective would that make you to reach the deadline that you have? Or on the project that you're faced with? It makes such a difference in family. It makes such a difference at work. And finally, just even within the church, God has given you a unique role to play. And as each of us do that, we are more effective. We can get more accomplished. We can get accomplished in a more excellent way. And so this is what Paul's saying is love is not ignoring the needs and love is not taking care of everyone's needs. Love is knowing when to and when not to. That's love. So the last thing I want you to think through is, is there any area in your life Something that you've been given a responsibility in your family circle, your work circle, whatever circle it is. Is there something that you've been given that you've not been taken care of? And if you're not sure, are, is there people around you that are stressed by what you're doing or not doing? So that forces us to be really honest. But what you find is as you reflect and you take the time to think this through, you can kind of see like, am I carrying the weight that I'm supposed to carry? Am I playing the role that God's given me to play? As you do that, as you take some time to reflect, one thing I've learned is God is gracious. And if you kind of struggle with dependence or you struggle with rescuing, or you just kind of struggle with staying after the things that God's given you to take care of, God's gracious. He, he shows you the next step that you can take. So right now, I just I encourage you to take some time just to think through that. 
As I wrap up, I'm going to talk through some next steps. But take the time. Think through. Is there anything that you can do to bless somebody around you? Is there anything that you can do that you need to shore up the responsibilities that you've been given? And I encourage you to take that step. Here are some uh, practical next steps that you can take. And we do these each week. And as the band comes up, I want to walk these through. If you pull out your connection card and look at the back, you'll see these next step, steps on there. And I, I encourage you to, to, to fill one of those out. The first thing is pray over my circle of concerns and be faithful in my circle of responsibility. Okay, again, the concerns are things that you can't control, but pray about them. Tell God you're really concerned and ask him for help and perspective. And then be faithful with what you've been given. The second is consider any area in your life where you're not bearing your own weight. This is just kind of an area where you, you know, I really need to step it up here and ask God for help. Third is show appreciation to someone you've taken for granted. That could be a coworker. That could be a friend, a roommate, a spouse, a parent. Think through somebody who's man, they have come through for you numerous times They have taken weight off of you and just been a blessing to you. Today, bless them by by thanking them for that. That that could really make a difference. Then last are related to some steps you can take a church like, whether that's attending the parenting seminar tonight. We hope you can be there. It's not too late. You can sign up today and then attend the preview on June 2nd. Uh, We'd love to kind of show you how you can join the team here at Church in the Valley. And so you want to be a part of that class, let us know as well. Uh, Let's pray together, and then we're going to receive our offering. God, thank you so much for the fact that you are the the one that has control over all the situations. And and we trust in you. And there's so many things that are going on with the people that we love, that we're close to, that we're not sure how it's going to pan out, uh, but you do. And God, help us to trust you. We know that you won't rip Uh, people off that choose to follow you. We know that you take care of us in the midst of some of the turmoil that we face. And so, God, we pray for strength and patience to see you come through. And God, we, we ask that you'll show us if there's just an area in our life where we're dropping the ball or we're focusing on an area that that we don't have a stewardship of. God, help us to piece that together and see really how When we focus on what we've been given, what you've given us, we really can make a difference in our life and in all those that we relate to. Because you are the one that gives us the power and the endurance to bear those responsibilities. And so we we ask you for your help just as we reflect, as we think this through. In the name of Lord Jesus, amen.